right, well, welcome back to another talk here. We're working through a little bit of Enwalked uh, Bud, and uh, I'm gonna discuss a little bit of maybe some perspectives on it uh, they might think about, and then um, talk about a few different uh, um, topics. Um, so you were talking a little bit about building preamps. Yeah. Uh, which I have, I've never, done or, or even investigated that. So what's that well, all about? The, well, there's lots of stuff to do. Um, so many choices now. It used to okay. be, um, I learned to do it by teaching myself how to build like electronic stuff, especially yeah. vacuum tube okay. stuff, which is a really great way to kill yourself all right. if you're not careful. <laughs> okay. Because it's very high voltage and in some cases very high current. Yeah. And it's current that will do it. Um, but there's lots of DIY pedal kits now. Okay. Um, there's stuff where you can just buy a PC board and then they have a instructions and a bill of materials and you collect all your parts and put it together. Yeah. Um, in this case, um, uh, I'm doing a copy of the Olympic F2B, which is a copy of the Fender Dual Bass or Dual Showman, um, three band EQ, okay. volume and gain. Yeah. Very simple really can sound great. Okay. Stuff just sounds good through it. Yeah. Uh, and the cool thing is with technology now, we can do a very small power supply inside a pedal. So I can run full-size tubes, like 12AX7s, ATs, that size, yeah. um, in a box at the proper voltage, you know, 300, 350 volts. Okay. Uh, where tubes sound good. Yeah. Not that, what they call starved plate, where they'll put a tube in something and run it way down to the bottom of its curves, so it's basically distorting. Okay. And that's what people seem to associate with the tube sound. Right. Tubes are actually very clear sounding. Okay. You know, it can be very open and clean. And right. So yeah, so I'm I'm doing going to do a couple of those. One in a pedal, and then I think one in a rack unit to have. Okay. At home. So what's the advantage of working with a tube? Um, they have a sound. Okay. They just have a sound. It's kind too, of like a warmth. Well, maybe, there, there can be, or um, like I say, or they can be very clear. It depends okay. on what kind of circuit you surround them with and where, you know, what voltage and current you run the tube with. Okay. Because most tubes will work over a very wide range okay. of voltage and current. And there's usually a kind of a magic window yeah. where they just sound their best. It's very okay. present just big and gorgeous and surprisingly accurate. Okay. You know, it, it doesn't have that sort of furriness that we associate with a lot of tube gear. Right. Do it right, it's just, yeah, it's like what you put in comes out louder. Okay, yeah. Um, but you can do the same thing with solid state, properly designed. Right. So a lot of um, folks who are watching right now um, sure have experience using tube amps versus mm -hmm. solid state amps and and different experiences with with each one of those um yeah when you when you say tubes i i oftentimes think associate that with maybe overdriven guitar right. or natural sort of breakup mm -hmm. uh compression clipping you, yeah sort of. you, you can do that like with this preamp that i'm going to build okay um, that i'm working on i think actually most of the parts now um yeah, as if you push the tube, um, 
it will start to misbehave. Mm -hmm. You can, and that's that sound that everybody likes. And yeah, okay. it can sound a little compressed, can sound, but it depends on the tube you're using. Okay. Um, just the standard preamp tubes of the 12AX series. Yeah. Um, but there's ATs, AUs, and they all work at sort of different voltages, different currents, and behave slightly differently. Yeah. And they will break up slightly differently. Okay. So there's, yeah, you can really tune a tube circuit to do what pretty much whatever you want. Nice. Um, say I like this circuit just because it has a certain sound that's very, it's big and it can be very punchy. Yeah. You can overdrive it if you want, but no, I just want the kind of big tube sound. Okay. And is this, is this designed for bass guitar or is this designed No, you can run just... anything through it. Yeah. Okay. Um, cool. Say Alembic did the F2B. They still, I think they still make it. Okay. Um, and that is a copy of a Fender, just the preamp section. Yeah. Of a, of a, that goes the Dual Showman. That's all it is. Cool. It's a minimum parts count. Yeah. A couple of tubes, put it in a box, get your power supply right. Power supply is everything okay. in yeah. audio. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you easy. plan to use this for your own own gear, for yeah. your own setup? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just, just as part of my own rig. Okay, cool. Because um, I use, you know, the big rig is my insane iPad setup. Yeah. Um, but something where I could have like this and a tuner. Yeah. Okay. And a volume pedal. There you go. You know, for these quick in and out yeah. things or something where I just, I just need something simple and straight ahead. Right. Right. So is there anything on the market that, that you're um, deciding, well, I'd rather custom build this to get a certain sound or is it like... Um, is like just the sound that you don't like is like, or is the, there's nothing that's kind of comparable. Oh no, there that, is there actually. Is, okay. Um, uh, there's a company oh who does Sushi Box effects does the okay. particle accelerator. Okay. You can actually buy the PC boards to make this yourself, wow. which is way cool. Okay. Uh, frog pedals, same thing. Okay. Um, I basically have so many spare parts. Uh -huh. I can go shopping in my workroom <laughs> and say, okay, I want to build this. And usually I have everything yeah. at this point. That's awesome. Um, which is fun. Yeah. So, yeah, there's stuff out there. It's beautifully built. Okay. But I'm cheap. <laughs> and I have the parts. And I, and I like to build. I like to build. Yeah, awesome. You know, it's, it's the idea that you can take a box full of stuff and put it together in such a way that you can put music through it. Yeah. And it comes out sounding better on the other end. That, that fascinates me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we were talking about your signal chain and mm -hmm. all that last time. And, right. Uh, so if you can custom design your own thing, I mean, that's pretty That's pretty awesome. That, yeah, it's and yeah, it's fun. And yeah, you when you're done, you plug into it and go, hey, I made that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, yeah, it's all right. Going and buying stuff has immediate gratification. Yeah, it's way more fun to build. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about in-walked bud here mm -hmm. uh, today. And um, we did a little talk on this with um, with the lessons and talks yeah. in the member area. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some um, some things that you find appealing just about the song in general? This The changes, the mm -hmm. melody? Well, uh, the melody's great. You know, it's, it, it is... A monk tune, and I love Thelonious Monk. Yeah. Um, melody is fun. 
a lot of monk tunes, the melody is uh, kind of lighthearted. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, there is, there is yeah. a, a lightness and a joy, yeah, to the melodies. <clears throat> Excuse me, but when then you get to the chords and go, wait a minute, okay, what's going? On? Right. Um, but this is one I said. In the other thing that I've said in the past, I love inner motion and chord changes. Yeah. And in this one, I've got this. We've got these walk downs from the sevens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's talk about this. Yeah. So yeah, that's something to. You know, it's, so here's this beautiful movement that is not the root. Mm-hmm. So every set of chords, that the tension or lack of tension or that changes every yeah every one, and that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, and then you could say, okay, well, this. So we get right. We get this note. Which we could say, okay, that's a minor major seven. Right. It's a really cool sound. Right. And then we get to the flat seven. Mm-hmm. And this is another really kind of cool thing too, is is that um, you could use some of these devices in, in soloing. Oh yeah, you know, too. To just kind of pivot off. So it's got mm-hmm. this one note going. Yeah, it's it's all moving around the five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I love that. And then that fourth bar where you get the goes to B flat. Yeah. Yeah. That's just. It's so it's interesting. We've gone three minor chords, so we've got three A flats uh-huh. in a row on the F minor. Yeah. Then that goes up to B flat. Yep. The seven has come down to the third of the B flat. It is this uh-huh. gorgeous little kind yeah. of rotational stuff's going down, stuff's going up. This yeah. is cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think I was, you know, I was just talking to. Uh, about this to a student where I, I keep um, talking about uh, this with actually really a lot of students, which is everything above the fifth when it comes to, to minor mm-hmm. um, is kind of subject to, to change. Mm-hmm. Um, although this tune is in a major key, uh, we have this, we're visiting this minor at least mm-hmm. for a period of time. Um, so you get all these, um, you know, things that it just kind of surveys really kind of all those things yeah. from, you know, above the C to the, to the root, right? So yeah. it's all these different kind of scales that you could kind of use this to practice with, you mm-hmm. know, that's the harmonic minor, melodic yeah. minor, or minor. Um, and then natural, natural minor. It kind of surveys almost all those things, <laughs> yeah. right? Right from you know just in the just the four four bars. Yeah. So it's kind of a good practice tool, mm-hmm. but also just fun to get some maybe insights into um, what uh, Thelonious Monk might have been working through there. It's hard to say, hard to speak for a composer. But. Yeah, yeah. This is you know a song he wrote about Bud Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, love Bud Powell. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you get this 
in Monk's mind what I think is a character sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it's just so happy. Yeah. Um, but as you're saying, with the with the, when you go to solo over, because you have so many options, you almost have every note available. Yeah. You almost have all 12 notes. Right, yeah. And it's just, yeah, you can do what you want. Yeah, it's it, going to survey right through that, isn't it? Because yeah. you're going to end up with... Um, um, we end up with an A natural a little bit later on with the mm. F7. Right. So you've got, we just kind of surveyed a bunch of the notes. Yeah, we're going to have that. Um, we have the D natural, D flat. Well, we covered all the notes. Yeah, we've kind of played them all yeah, at, between, yeah. at some point. Yeah, and it's like, we, as we talked in that other thing, if you're not watching it, go to see the other thing. Yeah. Um, when you get to bars five, six, and seven, mm-hmm. we're going from that A flat, six. So that's the F there. Then F7. There's yeah. the A. Then B flat minor. B flat. I've got that. Yeah. And like I told you, on you know, on the head, you know, we go in there. I like. I like the C there. Okay. Nice. Or even yeah. C sharp. Okay. Which does fit theoretically better. Uh-huh. But especially if you're playing, if you play that E flat seven. Yeah. And if I play. Okay. You know, I've got. Yeah. It's, there's so much tension there. Yeah. Yeah. Because I can. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Things. Nice. For a bass player, the student's a blast. Yeah. Because there is so much motion. You sort of get to pick um, sort of which channel of harmony yep. you want to ride on yeah, which for di- each thing. Yeah. yeah. Which direction to go on. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, that's... We get to the bridge. Uh, we have the... So D flat. <laughs> Bless you. Oh yeah. So D flat. It's kind of interesting in the melody too that we have we have this this little B. Um, so it's interesting in the melody we have this. Um, It's it's like this note is like a kind of a blue, blue flat flat five on right. the on the F, so in that context it doesn't feel like that's part of the chord. No. And then they give you the chord with that note in it. Right. <laughs> it's kind of wild, right? It's yeah, kind of like now or yeah. For, uh-huh. So you're playing like F minor. Sounds kind of bluesy. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, yeah. and then they're like, okay, yeah. that note's <laughs> just right inside now. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it it is. Monk, I I of the opinion as a lot of people are, that Monk is an absolute genius composer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got a weird reputation for being a little odd. Yeah, he's incredibly creative, incredibly inventive. Yeah, and you know, here we are. 
decades later looking at this going, look at how cool that is. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. There's this beautiful writing going on here that's fun and interesting. And like you say, gives you that. Yeah. And then. Yeah. And then it's. Oh, that's awesome. Then it's just, you just settle into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we get this little um, little line. What an odd interval there to, yeah, you know, to hit that. Um, probably to our years now and modern days, it's not really that that odd. But I mean, it's still uh, the tritone is always going to be a dissonant interval. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's interesting to think that maybe um, maybe it was perceived differently at one time. I don't know. Well, yeah, and you know, Monk would use the tritone a yeah, lot, a lot, and the half step, uh, yeah. very dissonant intervals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much. But it, um, it's kind of funny because I look at Monk and I look at um, artists at the same time, like painters mm-hmm. and sculptors. There's okay. a very experimental thing. There's very angular work right. going on. You're not you're not seeing painters make you know great big pictures of flowers. Right. Or if they are, you really have to look for it to figure out it's a flower. Yeah, so they're kind of abstracting. Very much so. Thanks. Yeah. And to, to me, these composers like Monk really follow that. Yeah. You know, they are definitely of their time. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you, if you went to the museum and you saw Cubist art, uh-huh. you're thinking, well, you know, musically, that'd be kind of cool. Uh-huh. Look at all these angles and corners. And, yeah. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. So one other thing we were talking about, uh, including in today's video, was the idea of, well, injury or even just discomfort mm-hmm. in the in the hands and, and having to play a, a gig or record. Yeah. Um, in spite of that, um, you know, I was mentioning to you that this happens to me just kind of randomly from time to time. I'm not sure the reason mm-hmm. on it, but it feels like a bruise at the tip of mm-hmm. your bone, at the tip of your finger, like yeah. under under the callus. That's what, right. it fe- that's what it feels like. I don't know if there's a name for that. Probably. There probably is. Probably. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, and it could be that you're just hitting it the right way. Mm-hmm. It could be a blood flow issue. It could be. Yeah. It, yeah. There could be your, it's just sort of the way you got assembled and that's what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> from time to time. Um, so, so you mentioned that, that you had some some cuts. A couple of days ago, I was working on a repair and managed to have a brand new X-Acto knife. Really sharp. Wow. Um, pretty much just touched two fingers and it was a dumb move and I, I stopped paying attention for two seconds and that's when it happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I had things kind of under tension and. Yeah. Oh, man. So I've had Band-Aids on. I super glue this morning, which mostly held. Yeah. Not totally, but mostly. Um, and you played a and, gig. And then I played a gig this morning, and now we're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a gig tomorrow morning. Yeah. 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 So I will just be applying super glue liberally. Right. right. And, and it's sore, and I have to watch. You know, normally my hand would sit like this, but with my second finger, that hurts. That's that's tender, so I got to come up like this. My third finger, I would normally play, kind of curled up like that. Yeah, I can't do that. Okay, it hurts, so I'm actually having to reverse how I tend to use two fingers. Ah, okay, yeah, and just be aware of that because it will let me know if I don't. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, 
So if you're playing with X-Acto knives, watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. Good super glue, not the stuff from the grocery store, but from the, get the stuff from the hobby store. Okay. Uh, for I think for string instrument players, yeah. should just yeah, just have some in the house. Yeah. When I was playing um, bass more regularly, um, I, I would play a couple gigs per week on that, that instrument. I, Sure, you can barely see it in the in the video, but um, this is kind of in my early twenties, and um, I found that the the callus under my nail would get so so big that it would just like start kind of pushing up mm -hmm. against my nail. I don't know if you've experienced that. At all. I have, but it's funny. For most of my life, I really don't have that big a callus. Okay. Yeah. Um, and when I have gotten heavily calloused, uh, I'll take a nail file. Okay. And knock that down. Knock them down, yeah. Because I, I lose feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, both, both hands. Both hands, you, you have that. Like, I don't get calluses in this hand really so much anymore. I may yeah. have some light roughness, mm -hmm. but on, on bass, I, I think back in the day. Yeah. And now, what's funny is I do have a permanent, we're talking about right here, Permanently, I'll just a little thicker, okay. and that's for playing upright. Okay, yeah. Because it's, nice. it's that trick where you kind of grab from the knuckle, yeah, the end and yeah. really dig into come it. dig in. Great sound, murder on your fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, gotta play, you know, through through the pain or discomfort or what have you and, and kind of get through it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I say, you have to adjust. I have to be aware where these two fingers are and it and it affects how I move. Yeah. Because where normally I would play something and just, you know, very comfortably fly around. Yeah. Now I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. No, you <laughs> actually have to be interesting, not just fast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So uh, yeah. let's take a look at the tune a little bit yeah. um, more here too. So um, so we have this chromatic we have this chromatic line. Let's go straight down from the root to the fifth, at least of the F minor, mm -hmm. the F relative to the F chord. Um, so we have um, the B flat. B flat seven. So this one thing um, may want to just in general think about and in, in your playing, which is um, does the chord that you're playing naturally just occur in this in this key, mm -hmm. right? So the key of four flats has a D flat, mm -hmm. and this chord B flat seven has a D natural, just like the melody, right? Um, so it makes sense. Um, so that's sitting a little bit outside, so you might say, okay, that's a five of the five. Right, so we get a dominant seven moving to the E flat seven and then to the to the one. Right. So just get five five. So um, that's fairly self-explanatory, I guess. But um, then we have the F7, so another another spot where well, we have an A natural. Right. So this is a good exercise to try is just say, okay, um, survey the notes in the, in the chord that you're playing, and then ask yourself, is it, are they sitting inside of, 
you know, right. that key. So yeah. you have A natural doesn't occur in the key of A flat, four mm. flats. No, because that really is, to, to my way of thinking, a passing tone. Okay, yeah. Between that A flat six and the B flat minor seven. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's where the, the motion is. It's like the first four bars, the motion is at the seven. Right. So you could now even play a bass line like that, right? I could play. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's so, yeah, it's funny. That's the, some tunes, the motion, like we've talked about in the past, sometimes the motion is sort of on the outside of the chord. It's the root it's the, yeah. and the fifth and mm -hmm. kind of big, obvious things and then sometimes you get a tune like this where the motion is inside yeah and monk likes to switch it around he goes from the seven then he's playing with thirds yep and yeah this stuff is is moving but it's it's not the motion isn't where you would expect it to be yeah and that's part of the fun of the tune yeah yeah exactly now that you mentioned that um kind of jogs my memory i was gonna talk about this a little bit earlier but we have this little encircling Thing happening so you have this is something that you could use in composing tunes or, well, like this one and then uh, also in your improv mm -hmm. right so you take a half step above half step below and then you go to where you're ending up as right. a target right so you get uh, okay and then uh, we're gonna move to the so that's gonna be the C, the A flat go to F7 and then does another encircling kind of thing yeah. with that. So you get a half step above and a half step below. Yeah, so while you've got that going on, I'm doing... Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, so you've got these kind of beautiful little da -da 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 yeah. things happening. And it communicates some something you know, collectively, mm -hmm. right? So it's the progression, the melody, um, it all kind of sets your ear in a direction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we get this little. Yeah. Um, what a great line that is. Yeah, it, it is just a kill. It's a straight blues lick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a really yep. cool blues lick, but it is. Yeah. Cause yeah, you get the flat flat three, and then you get to the third. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this nice little. You know, it's kind of like uh, it almost reminds me of Django that tune, mm -hmm. Django for a minute there. Um, yeah, which, and this is some research I probably should do, but somebody's probably already done it. Okay. How many things? Leave like a that? comment. Yes, Sorry. please. Um, how many little phrases, like little mini phrases in this song are Bud Powellisms? Mm -hmm. Nice. What did he grab? Yeah. And I have never actually looked at. Yeah. You know, is a lick like that. It sounds like it should be a Bud Powell lick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it could very well be. Yeah. yeah so where he's, he is definitely taking stylistic things. Yeah, and then the the virtuosity of of Bud Powell and his ability with counterpoint and and all that, I think, combined a little bit with the the lightness, like you said, of the sensibility of how um, uh, 
uh, Thelonious Monk just sort of approaches things mm-hmm. to. I think it's it's a really great combination, great study mm-hmm. of, yeah. of both of those players. Um, cool. So um, you wanted to mention a musician that you've been listening to. Yeah, actually for years and years and years. For okay. a long time, I didn't know who it was. Okay. And then got smart quite a while back and now really listen to his Carl's Ben event. Okay. Spanish bass player. Nice. Uh, he's considered the father of flamenco bass playing. Okay. Um, he was um, Paco de Lucia's bassist. Wow. For years. Yeah. And he could keep up with Paco. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know, enough said. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also was in Chick Corea's Spanish Heart band. So you oh, he was that. on that. Yeah, so you hear him with, yeah, there's a couple of bass players. He did a lot of it. The stuff that really sounds Spanish is definitely him. Okay. Because he's got that thing. But his latest albums are stunning. I mean, the composition and the playing is really amazing. And it is not just a bass player's album. Okay. You know, the guy is a virtuoso player. Yeah. And I'm happy to listen to him just do his thing. But then he's, he's, writing for percussion and horns in some cases voice and I it is really something you know it is so beautiful nice so is his work um small groups tender tends to be small small groups um you know he's if you look up on YouTube mm-hmm. not the best sound quality but at least you can see him um he's got solo stuff yeah there's duet stuff he does a trio gig at a hotel in Barcelona. Go figure. Wow. Yeah. And I would kill to see it. And it's him, a percussionist, and a piano player. Okay. Um, he's got videos with him and just a percussionist. Then there's stuff where he's playing with somebody else, and it could be eight people. Yeah. You know, and maybe a flamenco dancer. They are Spanish, after all. Okay. Um, yeah, so it is kind of, it seems to tend towards smaller groups, sort of five, six yeah. players. Um, it really is breathtaking stuff. Nice. Yeah, so awesome. definitely find them. If you have a good streaming service, use that. Um, right. Because, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, different, um, you know, file types and, you know, it, it really affects the way things sound. So if you can listen to, like, I think Spotify premium, you get a higher You get a higher bit rate. Bit rate um, I I use Tidal, okay, because um, Spotify has policies I really don't agree with. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> so look those up on your own. Don't want the lawyers calling. <laughs> um, I love Tidal, uh, amazing selection and the best sound quality I've heard. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, nice. really, really stunning. And like I say, you can pull up stuff like Carl's Benevent, and it's his whole catalog. Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Great. Um, so let's see. Um, I guess we should probably start wrapping it up here. Yeah. But um, but yeah, great tune. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a vocal version of this tune, um, yeah. which is kind of kind of cool. Um, there are probably there are probably many, but yeah, uh, I think my Manhattan Transfer mm-hmm. did a version. I think New York Voices might have done a version. Yeah. Um, yeah, a bunch of. Yeah, Kurt, uh, Kurt Elling, I, I think, did a version. If he didn't, Kurt, do a version. <laughs> right. um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's really cool. And he put 
Among Tune put some lyrics on. And, yeah. And, you know, that's really awesome. Um, hard, everybody. Um, well, you want to play through the tune one more time? Yeah, why not? Okay. Thanks so much for checking this out. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. See you in the next one.